It's time for Canada and the Wall of Champions. One of our favourite tracks made all the more exciting this weekend with rain on Saturday for qualifying. This week, we talk about Red Bull's return to unreliability, Lando Norris's weekend woes, and I take a closer look at the recent technical directives issued by the FIA to try and combat porpoising. I'm Andrew Elliott. I'm here with my good buddy David Proud, and we'd like to welcome you to this very special Canadian edition of the Tired and Exhausted podcast. If you like what you hear, please share us with your friends, family, and anyone who loves Formula One. It's amazing to have you with us. Hello, Andy. Hello. Uh, I thought we'd start this podcast with me asking... How are you? Because we normally just launch straight into uh, all the F1 stuff. And um, how are you? <laughs> this feels like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, does, can, you can pay me does, 40 quid. If how does that make you feel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, all good. Looking looking forward to next weekend. Yes. Um, looking yes. forward to Silverstone. Um, but yeah, it's all good. Nice. We've had some, had some nice weather uh, recently, which is yeah, all good. Um, we have. Um, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I think we should go out in your MR2 at some point yeah it's kind of soft up weather isn't it yeah for sure yeah it's it's kind of you know we can take it take it howling down the back roads and uh, get the back end out yeah unfortunately we can't take it to uh, Silverstone because I can't drive that one um, so we've and got to we go can't, in we can't fit your chair in it either yes we can fit, it's, it's you or the chair that is also a really good point it would be me holding my wheelchair in the passenger seat or you holding it me driving yeah so it doesn't really work does it no, no, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll have to go in mine. But um, yeah, so I just thought we'd we'd open with a, a with a how are you, <laughs> <laughs> just to mix things up a bit. Anyway, and now we can launch straight into four. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Anyway, so Job back, done. back to uh, back to important <laughs> stuff like racing. Um, the Mercedes were awful on practice on the front, well both Friday practices. I don't know if you, you saw too much. I didn't of it. get to see any of the practice. I saw qualifying and I saw the race. They were they were rubbish. Um, I mean, McCla- uh, the um, Hamilton was saying that you know he's, he had radio messages saying, Look, "Guys, this is undrivable now." Um, they, they, I mean, so to to give Mercedes their credit, they were experimenting. Like, Look, we we need to try stuff out. So they had they kind of split the strategy between George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Um, so uh, they did one thing with Hamilton's car, another thing with Russell's, and were just trying a few things out to see what worked and what didn't. Uh, as it turned out, some of the things they did for Russell didn't work too badly. All the stuff they did for Hamilton on Friday, absolute rubbish. Atrocious. Wasn't, it wasn't anyone's yeah. fault. It was they were just trying a few different, because they weren't entirely sure what you know, what the issues were. They were playing about with different setups, that kind of thing. But it just turned out that on the Friday, literally everything they did to Hamilton's car just made it worse. And at the two of them, you would hope that they didn't. It was the other way around, really. Uh, I mean, to, to be fair, they they were just trying to learn about you know about how the car responds to different setup changes, different tweaks, and whatever worked, they would have done for you know which they did for for both, for both drivers yeah. on you know on the Saturday and the uh, and the Sunday, and you know free practice three was a little bit better, qualifying was was miles better, um, at, as as was the race. Now they did they did adopt different strategies, um, so Hamilton had a uh, more of a race strategy so for long runs mm. um 
George Russell had more of a, a qualifying, a qualifying yeah. um, strategy. Although he made he had he had the issue with I say the issue he he, he just he got on the wrong tyres didn't he um, just a little bit too early I mean it was like for ninety five percent of the track it was dry yeah um, there were like two corners with puddles mm. and instead of instead of just avoiding the puddles and thinking okay if if I'm on dry tyres I'm going to take a second longer to get around this corner but I'm going to make up three seconds yeah. over the lap he just went over the puddles and you've got to hand it to him it. though for giving it a go. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was too risky. Going, going, it could have been going, his first pole. Going through, yeah, going through puddles with slick tires yeah. <laughs> when you've only got the opportunity to do basically one lap. Yeah, I think is a bit risky. If he, if it was the beginning of the session, and he had more than you know more mm. than one go, that wouldn't have been so bad. Prob- and I think he could have still got pole even if he avoided the puddles. And the problem is, is that if you go out too early on slicks. You're likely not to come back with a car. <laughs> That's mm. the thing. Going at that speed, yeah, the chances that you're going to spoon it straight into a, a wall is very, very high. But really exciting qualifying, I thought. I mean, it's 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 always great when it's when it's wet, as we said. Unless it's like kind of in Malaysia where it's the rainy season and it's too wet to drive. Yeah. Um, you know, most most tracks are good in the wet, and Canada's no just different. mix it up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, really good. And it was great to see Alonso on the on the front row again. Yeah, it was I amazing. Mean, I, yeah, because that was because I'd seen I'd seen some of it, and then you you were uh, watching it slightly delayed behind me, and I knew that he'd he'd got second, and it was brilliant that I could be there with you and watch that your reaction to that because for somebody of his age, I mean, he's not really old at all but in terms of he's a lot younger than i am (laughs) yeah driver age um to to kind of nail second place he's he almost had pole he's on the top of his game if if he had a faster car he'd got pole i I, I can't the only differences i see in his driving over the years are down to the differences in the car so if he's driving a car with understeer he'll drive it differently from a car that has oversteer for example he, he just he's, he's one of those drivers he can just adapt he can adapt to dodgy tires hard tires soft tires you know managing the engine man you know he's just he, whatever needs to be done he can do it he's still as hungry isn't he yeah he's amazing F- phenomenal driver um and uh, i mean w- with him and also vettel um vettel's contract it appears is up for negotiation at the moment, so yeah. hopefully they can. I mean, Vettel, lock him down. Vettel hasn't been as consistent as Alonso. No, Alonso's but still... always been. I mean, he's. I don't think other than equaling with Hamilton in that season in two thousand and seven. I don't think he's ever been beaten by a teammate. But, but both of those, not even close. Both of those, you give them a gap, they're going for it. Sure. Sure, but although Vettel, when he was so Vettel now, I, I would agree. Vettel, when Daniel Ricciardo came into Red Bull, um, and he'd already won four world championships, and <laughs> suddenly the Mercedes was the fastest car on the grid because of the new hybrid era. Mm. Vettel wasn't quite as hungry. No, whereas Alonso now. was. Yeah, uh, it, it's a, still a pleasure to see both of those. Uh, yeah, and Raikkonen drive. was always a pleasure to watch. Up and you know. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, no. So I, I think the having the wet qualifying did, really did kind of mix it up. I mean, yeah, it's a shame the race wasn't wet. The race, that would I know, I know. Well, I was hoping for that because obviously uh, Norris is really good in the wet. He has up, no up fear. until the point where he 
crashes at Spa, yeah, yeah, <laughs> admittedly. But he's or he's, he doesn't change tires and ends yeah. up going down the pack. Other than Admit, those, other than those other things, than he's those fantastic. Two times, he's actually he, he doesn't seem to have much fear. Um, no, he's and, certainly got no fear. And I thought because he was having slight problems with the engine and everything. If it was a really wet race and people were sliding all over the place, I thought there was a chance that he might be able to just kind of steal a few places if it was a wet race, but well, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, and also the McLaren is one of the slowest cars um, yeah, in, so a, in, a, in a straight line. <laughs> Not around the corners, but in a straight yeah. line, it's very, very slow. But obviously they're all going to be slow in the, in in the, the wet, wet, so yeah. it kind of <laughs> evens it out a little bit and we, yeah. we potentially give, give him an, an advantage. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit, just going back to the Mercedes. So, I mean, one they were they were talking now about having. We don't have porpoising issues. We've we've ironed out the porpoising. It's just bouncing. That's and they're no, saying I mean, there's that's, a, there's that's a, And they're saying it's a, there's like a, there's a difference between just generic kind of you know general bouncing and porpoising. That's like the difference between saying that you donated something and that you pledged it. <laughs> well. No, that, that's that's a that that is a difference. That is a difference. That is an absolute difference, as as, as we found out recently. Um, in in uh, well, some somebody would have you believe they're exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but no, they've they've been saying that they they suffer from bouncing, which is due to you know what well, it could be like a number of reasons. Uh, you know, the, the suspension is obviously. Um, uh, I'm not necessarily sure whether the suspension is any stiffer, but last year. Half of the suspension travel of the car was in the tyres, and now you got like kind of lower profile tyres, so the suspension has a lot more to do. Um, but to me, watching the cars, the bouncing or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> the, looks, the vertical up and downing looks too uniform to just be bouncing because if it was bouncing just because of like the hard track, you'd see it kind of it would look mm. off. Whereas you see the Mercedes and it's like up and down in a perfect rhythm, which seems to be to me to be like okay so here's the problem is that we said at the start of this uh season about porpoising it's become such an issue that gasly has even said that he's having like weekly physiotherapy they're Mm. getting six g's of force bouncing down on their head and neck it's becoming a health issue for the drivers um none of the drivers want to alter the ride height to relieve it because then they're less competitive so they're always going to try and push the limits of their own body rather than you know be 18th 19th and the FIA are going to have to step in and they look like they're going to try and find some way of measuring this porpoising bouncing vertical up and downing whatever they call it um but it's going to affect some manufacturers more than others. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're looking at ways. In fact, they may have they may have come up come up with this already. But they were certainly talking about measuring, you know, the 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 the, the vib- you know the vibrations, the diff- the, diff- the difference in uh, you know kind of how high they're bouncing up and down, yeah. how fast that kind of stuff. Um, and if it was that they were going to come up with like a tolerance, and if it was outside that tolerance, then the uh, manufacturers would be obliged to raise the ride raise the ride height a certain yeah. amount. That's what that's what we're talking. So it's kind of like we like what we predicted a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, um, they did actually do a couple of in, a couple of interesting things though. Um, now, what they what they're thinking now is that part of the reason, which again is again something that we speculated about really early on, 
Um, just we're ahead of the curve. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I don't think these are probably too 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 difficult to to speculate on. But we were suggesting that you know the cars with the big side pods don't seem to be yeah. having the issues, and what they think it is, or one of the reasons is that if you don't have the side pods, that the the floor of the car has more flex in it because obviously right. there's there's more exposed as yeah. opposed to being held together by the side pods. So before the season started, they changed the regulations and they allowed the teams to have like a metal stay. You can see it on the Mercedes have got it, Ferrari have got it. So it's, a, it's from the fl- from the outside of the floor attached to the car just to keep it, to stop it from flexing. Lots of cars have it. Now, the FIA released um, some technical directives uh, just before Canada, um, suggesting that you could now have two stays if you want. So you can have one stay at the back and then one stay slightly further forward. You could also, they were going to enable teams to reinforce the floor um, by adding some kind of other material underneath. Um, and if by reinforcing the floor, the uh, it became, for example, too wide and outside of the current regulations, that would be fine. They would allow that. And then they were going to see if that made a difference. And if it did make a difference, they were going to change the regulations right. down the line. Are they going to tell AlphaTauri that you need to not be gaffer taping them on. I think I think that gaffer tape was fine. I don't know why everyone's making a fuss about that. It stayed on, didn't it? It was good gaffer tape. It stayed on. What was the, what was the alternative? Retiring the car. It's true. And it stick ended. it on. Stick it on. Gaffer tape is like. I mean, you know how, how tough that stuff there's, is. There's there's a whole thing in um, uh, in media in filming. It's like, should it move? No, gaffer tape. Yeah. <laughs> should it move? Yes. Like, um, is it moving? No, oil. Um, it's the the two staples of like trying to get things gone quickly. Um, on the uh, well, just 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 carrying on from this. Uh, yeah, and then I've got something on the rules as sure, well. Sure. Yeah. Well, so this this is this is really interesting because so none of the teams did that on Canada, right? And I think one of the reasons for that is that you ca- so technical directives are not for changing the rules or the regulations; they are for clarifications. So if something is, if there's like a contradiction between two of the regulations or if something isn't quite clear, they will issue a technical directive to clear it up to and clarify. say, this is, what we, this is what we mean by this. Yeah. Um, like no changes in, in regulations, but the, yeah, it's for clarifications. So if the teams had have put these extra metal stays and increased their floor, they could have actually been protested by the other teams, in which case the FIO would have been forced to... Uh, to you know to to investigate, right. and then they would have found that they'd have actually broken the rules. Okay, so 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 they, they, the the FIA saying yeah sure do this as a technical directive when that's not what technical directives do. Right. So, so they it, were told that they could do something, when but they, sh- they didn't when do they it. Yeah, because if they'd have done it, somebody would have said you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. The FIA is saying two things. <laughs> so the FIA on yes, the regulations. Yes, you can alter your car. Don't alter your car. Yeah. Basically, the FIA is saying these are the regulations, yeah. and then they've, they've got a technical directive Absolutely that is against no, the regulations, which is not what they're for. Yeah, no problem to alter your car like that. Don't alter your car like that. Yeah, which is why they didn't alter their cars. It's best to, <laughs> best to be on the safe side. That's that's silly. Uh, Christian Horner. Karen. Karen. <laughs> um, you might have to explain that one. Um, well, they, they call him Karen on the pit lane because he complains all the time. Right, okay. There we go. That That is that explained. Uh, has said, and I think this is quite a fair thing, um, that the F1 title might end up being 
um, decided in court due to the cost cap and rising inflation. So what he said is that the cost cap as set out at the moment is going to lead to, could lead to hundreds of jobs going at various teams and that with the rising inflation the cost cap is not fit for purpose. But if it's abandoned, it there is a world where the cost cap just disappears and isn't a thing anymore. I feel like the cost cap is a good thing. I do think it needs to be revisited with the rising inflation because um yeah, that's just not fair to get teams to work with it. it if it's at the point where people are going to lose their jobs, I I think it needs revisiting. Um, yeah, although with an unlimited cost cap, there will be far more jobs. So are you for that? If yeah, it's but then just people, about jobs. But then what? It's 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 difficult, isn't it? It is because you don't want the teams with the biggest money to buy the way to the top, which never inevitably they do they find ways of doing that anyway so there has to be some limit but i agree that i think that it should be they could up it by yeah 10 or 20 million or whatever couldn't they yeah um quite easily they could they, they could they could just get together and agree that in an afternoon and i think there's two two things to that there's the cost cap uh needs reviewing and i also think that the penalties for um and like you were saying, the testing on the cars, there should be, if they want to actually get rid of porpoising and do it in a way that is fair to all, allow more testing. I think that I think that FIA, can, FIA could do it in loosening some of the rules just for this season, in a reaction, even if they set new rules next season. Yeah, I mean, they should have, they should have done it before now. They should have foreseen that you know having having ground effect cars would produce porpoising because it always yeah. has done but um, do you do you agree with him that the cost cap probably needs looking at uh, everyone's budget everywhere is being looked at yeah i mean i i'm i'm not a huge i'm not a massive fan of cost caps um i i would love to see cars just you know with the the most amazing technology flying around there i mean ferrari would just throw money at it so, so so would Red Bull. Like, yeah, Red Bull yeah. got one. I've always had one of the biggest budgets. Yeah, um, but it's it's the smaller teams like Williams, but it's not like they're really at the top. You're always gonna right. The cream always rises to the, rises to the top, and I mullered that. I should have practiced that. But you know that idea that by making it equal, you I mean, make I, it better. Yeah, playing devil's advocate, I can absolutely understand why they have got a cost cap because they're there to. They're there to make money, as in as in Form, Formula One are there to make money. They need to yeah. sell these races to TV stations all the all around the world. Yeah. They want people to come and watch the races. And if there's a such a huge disparity between two teams at the front and the rest at the back, then the teams at the back eventually might say, you know what, it's not worth us even competing. I Therefore, don't think we're in danger of that. No, but we have got a cost cap. Yeah, I'm saying without a cost cap, that would happen. I no, I I think that. I, th- I think you just have more team, more of the lower place teams changing hands. A few, you know, uh, Haas would get brought out by somebody who would buy out somebody else, and 
I think the back markers will always be the back markers, to be I, honest. If, if there was no cost cap, I'm not convinced of that. I think it'll you be, think it'd be a two tier system. Well, there'd be, there'd be fewer teams because the teams at the back just wouldn't be able to compete. Just wouldn't be able to compete, and it would take them years before they could get good enough. And so the so the we probably need a higher cost cap, but yes, okay, that that's the the compromises to. I think he's right. It needs looking at, and I think you're right in. They need to be able to do more, um, more testing, and also they need yeah, to find a sure. way to solve this bouncing <laughs> that doesn't um, disadvantage one team over the other. Well, that's that's the thing, though. It's like you know, if they if they if they start if the FIA starts doing something, and for example, let's say they change the rules mm. um, to get rid of porpoising, um, and they mandate a high ride height. Let's just say they do that. So they they mandate that every team's ride height at the rear of the car has to be a certain a certain distance. That would disadvantage the teams like Red Bull and McLaren, who've managed to get rid of the porpoising anyway. Yeah. Which through design, so would that be unfair to the teams that have successfully designed a competitive car this year? It's so yes, difficult, isn't sure. it? Absolutely, it would. And like Ferrari would be like, well, what was the point in us developing this car? And gaining an advantage if you're just going to take it off us, mm. and they'd be they'd be quite right about that. Yeah, definitely. So, but even even allowing a limited testing would would that would favour the teams with the biggest budgets because really? testing is extremely expensive. That's really? that's one of the reasons that they they reduce it is is to because of the cost caps. Yeah. Interesting season this season, isn't it? Yeah. There's so much going on. Um, what are we drinking today? Uh, we're drinking Lefe, which you bought. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, Lovely. I like a Belgian. Um, I have a little feature idea for next season. I think it's too too late to uh, bring it into this year's podcast. And that is that we match the drink to the uh, to, to the nation. Right. Yeah. So we'd be drinking, like, next week at the British Grand Prix, we'd be drinking, like, real ale or something. Yeah. Or, okay. I have no idea what we'd be drinking in Az- Azerbaijan. I'm not sure. But then that, sake in Japan, yeah, French wine, Italian wine, wine yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm liking this. Uh, Australian Fosters. Foster. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even drink Fosters in Australia, do they? It's not even made in Australia, is it? Uh, probably not. Well, they talk about it being Australia's favourite yeah, wine. Yeah. They, don't, they don't. They have no idea. I think it's. Is it? I think Castlemaine Forex. I think is more popular over there. Okay, so we need to start formulating this plan. What mm. are we drinking for each? Well, um. Japanese, we can always do sake. Ja- Japanese. I've, got, uh, malt. I've got some sake. I've got some really nice sake. Yeah, and you know Japanese single malt. Yeah, which is also exceptional. It's exceptionally expensive. Oh, Saudi Arabia, that's going to be a really dry Water. one, isn't it? Water. That's a dry. Yeah. So we might we might forget <laughs> it that weekend. Um. Yeah, I didn't really think that one through. This <laughs> <laughs> just left out. I was like, why weren't we drinking this? Like. This should be for well, so that'll be for the Belgian Grand Prix. Yeah, that'll be for yeah when we go back to Spa. Mm. We could we could drink yeah. cafe. Um, um, I've got you your snacks this week, but Andy doesn't like to eat them because he doesn't like. Well, because you're making too much noise as it is. Just stop it. There we go. Do you want to tell everyone what it is? Custard creams. Yes, just you know they're amazing. the most they're the most popular biscuit in Britain, and so they should be. They're amazing. Because if, if you're a politician and you get asked what your favourite, don't touch them. Oh, 
I, I need one to fall, so I, right, okay, carry on with your conversation. No more, no more rustling. So the, if you're a politician and you asked what your favourite biscuit is, you should say custard creams because you're going to offend the fewer, fewest number of really? people. You don't, don't do a Gordon Brown who took like, he was asked on Mumsnet and it took him like three and a half days to say, well, maybe something with a bit of chocolate on it. He just couldn't decide. He, was, he had all these like, I think he was spending- Did he really poll for that? Like, so if, I, if I'm- Well, I think he spent three Bourbon days biscuit. with like focus groups. Oh, Jesus. Just trying to work out who he was. Cause he, he was Sorry so, for the blasphemy, but he, that's just He was so ridiculous. afraid of like offending someone. So he just didn't make a decision at all. How can you offend somebody with your choice of biscuit? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, custard creams are the most popular. I'd be, I'd understand if you said Garibaldi, you'd be like, really? Right, I'm going to do something. You, yeah, you, it's happening. You're not. You're not. It's happening. You're wrong. <laughs> do you want to talk everyone through this? Okay, he's dipping his... Well, I'm going to go back to the race. Um, Red Bull are back to being unreliable compared to... That's going to taste horrific. I don't even know why you've done that. You are special. Um, Red Bull... That tastes absolutely awful. I don't know why I did it. Custard cream and LFA. Gosh. I would not advocate for. Who could have predicted that? Um, so back to Formula 1. Red Bull, unreliable again. Yeah. Mm. Power, power unit issue with, with Perez. I felt sorry for Perez, actually. Um, no, a nice bit of alliteration there. Mm. Power unit with Perez. Um, he didn't think so. <laughs> no. Um, and also, but then the, um, more importantly, the safety car that that actually uh, provided us. Well, it's safe, the race safety cars again. So, you know, you had, the, you had the safety car and Hamilton pits and he gets a, you know, he gets a cheap pit stop. And Russell, by that time, decide you know they think it's 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 too late now. They're gonna you know they're only gonna get like half the cost or whatever, so they'll go out. And I remember thinking, finally, finally, Hamilton has got you know has got the the safety car at the right or not at the not at the perfect time because it was obviously early for everybody. But finally, you know, Hamilton's managed to get yeah. a cheap pit stop. But sure enough, like ten laps later, ten or eleven laps later, when Russell was just about needing to pit, another safety car. He just his luck is. Unbelievable! Yeah. It's like he just calls him in. Yeah, guys, can, can you just send someone someone out to crash, please? Unbelievable! But P four again. Yeah, very good. And Hamilton, he, he's the only one to score points in every every yeah. race. He's the only ob- and you know, and he's been in the top five every single time. Um, and Hamilton's first podium. Mm. Yay! Still needs to win a race. He's won I, a race every every other season. Yeah, I think this is a. Uh, I think it was quite a critical podium for him. Everybody, everybody says that. Mm. I think it is, though. So. Why, why now? What if it was next weekend instead of it was at Britain? You just said exactly the same thing. <laughs> but I, I just think he needed a result to, <laughs> I, 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 to keep I hear what him saying, in the game. But I think if he'd, have, if he'd have gone another three or four races without a result and then wins... Okay, you'd probably prefer that better, yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if he wins, if he starts winning towards the end of the season, I think it'll be absolutely fine. Um, he needs results, whether it's now or later. Yeah. He, need, he, he does need results, but I don't think this, I don't think this was a, a critical time. Um, Charles Leclerc coming from the back? He, yeah, he, he did all right. He did He's all right a- to, 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 get, to get fifth. Um, Joe Guanyu, <gasps> what was, was he? Was he eighth in the Joe end? Joe Guanyu. When his car isn't breaking down, he's a phenomenal driver. He doesn't drive like a rookie. He's one of the best rookies ever. And and don't think he's had like three or four DNFs so far. Don't hate me, but I'd quite like to see him at 
McLaren. Why would I hate you? I think everybody would prefer Joe Guanyu. Joe Guanyu <laughs> at the moment is putting in, you know, he needs far a better, better performances yeah. than Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. What? A, okay. Speaking of McLaren, what about um, that double stack oh. for Norris? So they they double stacked, which is normally bad for the car behind anyway, because you have to go really slowly while you're waiting for the guy in front to to pit and to and to go. They 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 don't completely screw up, but I think it was the front right tire of Ricardo's was slow, coming off and then going back on again, which obviously made it even worse for Norris. Then Norris pits after wait after already being three or four seconds late, and then they completely screw his pit stop up, so he lost an unbelievable amount of time. So that was really really poor luck. Oh yeah, but it's okay because Ricardo got points this weekend. Oh oh wait no. Well, neither no, of them did, didn't. did they? Um, no, he didn't. He got overtook quite in the uh, in the latter stages. It was like, oh, well, there you go then. Yeah. I mean, speaking of issues, um, Alonso had issue, issues as well. Yeah. Um, he had, I think it was like a... Uh, like, like, such a good... Yeah, qualifying. but he had, I think it was like a cooling issue or something. Basically, he had to manage the engine the entire race, which is why he wasn't, you know... He, he didn't do better, um, and he got a he got a five second penalty for swerving on the the penultimate lap. Mm. Which they, uh, can we just say Bottas Latifi finished a race? Just, I mean, yeah, and he didn't come last. Oh yeah, he beat he beat Magnussen. Well, Magnussen had, had um, so Magnussen had that contact, <laughs> didn't he, with yeah. Hamilton? Um, yeah, and, and it kind of stuffed him up a little bit, didn't well, it? Yeah, his front ring was his front wing wasn't too bad. Um, the, the, I can so. Ocon went on the radio and said, oh, if that thing comes off, it's hitting me in the face. And he claims that was a joke. You don't joke about stuff like that. I mean, whether, whether it was or whether it was, it didn't sound like a joke at the time. No, it really didn't. Um, it sounded <laughs> like he was whining. He sounded like more like Christian Horner than... You know, um, now, now. ...than Tommy Cooper or whoever. Anyway, um, so it didn't sound like a joke. Just like that. It, did, it didn't sound like a joke. Um, but even even if he didn't say that, you can, you can understand the FIA... Thinking because it was it was moving a little bit, you know the the end the end plate was was moving about. It wasn't like completely dangling on a thread, no. but they were probably worried. Thinking if we leave it too late and it flies off and and either hits someone or causes a puncture, you know what I needed gaffer tape. Yeah, but they needed a bit. Yeah, but of, in order uh... to do that, <laughs> they would have still needed into yeah. pit. Yeah, they need a bit of uh, Alfie Tower uh, gaffer tape. Should we look at the uh, standings? Yeah, let's do that. Do, 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 do. That's my little. Uh, we'll look at the standings Awful. noise. Um, I was experimenting there. We we'll probably won't bring that back. Um, so Verstappen, one hundred seventy-five points out in front. Then Perez, one hundred twenty-nine points. So it's a Red Bull one-two at the moment. Yeah, which is first time since um... last week. Okay, it's the first time since last week. They got. <laughs> So last week it was the first time since right. I think 2011 That's when they what had I was aiming for Vettel and I said all this last um, yes last, last week, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had it was Vettel and uh, it was Vettel and, uh, and Mark Webber um, when they when Vettel obviously went on to win I love the production values on our uh, podcast right yeah, so see, then I can I can edit the audio a bit but I'm not a magician <laughs> and then Charles Leclerc in third with 126 only, only just only three points behind George Russell who has gone from being Mr Saturday to Mr Consistent and it's showing with 111 points mm. 
then Carlos Sainz with 102, then Lewis Hamilton with 77, that's a massive jump there. And then Lando Norris with 50, and Valtteri Bottas with 46. This is the one I'm looking at. Lando Norris is, is his whole season is placing himself above Bottas. Because if he can keep it in seventh, with that car, I think he's done well. And then um, it goes Ocon, Alonso, Gasly, Magnussen, Ricardo, uh, Vettel, Sonoda, Joe Guan Yu, which I think his five points in 16th is not representative of his season. Well, no, because his car keeps breaking yeah. down. It's, it's, it's through no fault of his own. Do you want to go through the constructors? Yeah, um, I still love that Nicholas Latifi is, out of what is normally 20 drivers, is 21st. Yeah, I... I <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely... he's, he's got to get a point just to get above what we're going to do um, what we'll do is I'll, I'll try and take a photo of that and we can put it on our site so you can see uh, you can see okay, what we're while you're about fanning that. about with your iPhone I'll go through the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the constructors okay course. go you do the constructors do you want the da, 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 da? no there we go no um, never again so <laughs> you could uh, you could go and get some more leffe mm. I will bugger off and get some more left. I will talk through. So constructors, um, so Red Bull are in the lead by a quite a quite a margin with three hundred and four points. Um, Ferrari are in second place with two hundred and twenty eight points. In third, a Mercedes with one hundred and eighty eight points. So that there aren't really going to be many changes for a few races, even if there are lots of DNS, because there are huge gaps between the top three teams. There's an even bigger gap between. The third and fourth team as well. Uh, Mercedes, as I said, were 188 points. McLaren are on 65 points. So Mercedes could have could afford effectively to not turn up for a few races, and they'd still been uh, they'd still be in uh, you know in third place. Uh, Al- Alpine uh, quite close to McLaren with 57. Uh, Alfa Romeo 51. Alfa Tauri 27. Aston Martin 16. Asif one, thank you, sir. Fifteen, and Williams three points. So every team's got a point, um, which we don't always see. Um, I can't believe I've just, you know, I've been just sitting here on my backside talking, and I've got the wheelchair user to go, <laughs> go to the fridge and get the beer. Yeah. And I'm people, wearing shorts as well. People are going to be writing in saying that's not that's not right. He's. Uh, you can tell me off for eating the rest rest of me biscuit. Is that the one that you dunked in beer? Yeah. Look at the head on that beer, Andy. Um, so yes, you worked in a bar as well. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I was doing it one-handedly. What you normally do, if you want to kind of reduce the head, you tip. you tip it at an angle yeah. so you increase the distance. Um, but it depends if you sometimes, if the beer is uh, quite fizzy, you want to get head on it. Yeah. So you can um, uh, you can get the head, and then it reduces the kind of the amount of carbon in it. You know, so. What film am I thinking about right now? Uh, Heed. Oh. Yeah, new. Um, so I married an axe murderer. Yeah, yeah with the, the you do the better impression. Gargantuan cranium. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you, if you want to, if you've got a beer that you find is this is a, this is a, this is a tired and tired and exhausted top tip. If you've got a beer, oh, oh that's a new segment. If top you, tip. If you've got a beer that is too gassy for you, deliberately give it a head in a glass, and then when it settles. It won't be as gassy. Ah, was good. So it depends on how, how gassy you like your beer. I like mine a little flatter. So. Yeah, yeah. I have a tiny tummy, and I 
bloat like a balloon. Um, thank you for doing the constructors while I was at the fridge. Um, I think that's covered it. We've covered it. Done. Job so done. So next week is the <laughs> British Grand Prix. Yes, it is. <clears throat> if anyone's going to be there, um, you can perhaps leave a comment on. I was going to say our Facebook. We don't have a Facebook site. Do we not? No. We've got we've got a we've got a Twitter account, which is something like I don't even know what it is. <laughs> We're both on Facebook, so Andrew Elliott and David Proud are on Facebook. This is just a I'm, yeah, but I, my Facebook is 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 like a um, locked box. Okay, um, okay, but well, don't, don't find David. You can find me. Um, we're on Twitter at at Tired Podcast. Yes, or you could. What's your personal? Do you want to say your personal? No, because that, no, because that'd get me into trouble. Okay, so mine is just <laughs> at Proud David. No, at Mr. David Proud on oh, why did I do that? I've just hit the mic at Mr. David Proud on Instagram and Twitter. I used to have at Proud David, but it just annoyed me that it was the wrong way around because there was an at David no, Proud. No, that's not why you deleted it, was it? Well, no, that's not why I deleted it, but um, I do wanted you, do to you want, Do you want to again. say exactly what happened? No, okay, so. <laughs> What happened was, David. Understandably, David was getting a little bit cheesed up with Twitter, and yeah. it wasn't. In, you just weren't enjoying it. Were no, you? no, not at all. Um, so, deleted his Twitter account. Uh, thought, you know, I'm going to have a clean break. I'm just going to get off mm-hmm. it completely, which is absolutely fair enough. Yeah. Then we started this podcast, <laughs> right? So I just suggested to David, so look, why don't you just why don't you get back in again and give it another try? So David creates a new Twitter account, and then like a couple of days later, he's saying. I'm really not enjoying it any more than I was before. So I asked him, I said, are you following anyone different? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just started following the same people. And they all started following me back going, have you got a new account? I was like, yes. I, and my I, old I, account was verified. This one isn't. So I expected you to like follow like Formula One stuff and do all this kind of stuff. Guess of how many stuff. followers I have on my Twitter. Five. By now. Oh, oh, that's close. 105. <laughs> That's not bad, considering you only started it five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, or you could you could email us info at tiredandexhausted.net or just go to go to tiredandexhausted.net. Leave a comment on any of the send a carrier pigeon. Yeah, any any of the, any like of the, and uh, subscribe on our videos. That any we don't any have. of the posts and just let us know if you're going to be at the British Grand Prix, which is where I was leading to this. Click the notification bell that we don't have. We're not even on YouTube. <laughs> We're not, but it's just quite funny when everyone just says that now. Um, yes, we will be there. So um, if, you're to, if you're going to be there, we're on the Sunday. So if you're going to be there, there on the Sunday. Sunday, you can give us a message and we'll, we'll meet you up for a beer or something. Yes, um, and you won't miss us. I'm going to be there in a wheelchair with a little electronic adaption on the front, ploughing people down. And Andy is six foot... I'm only six foot two. I'm six foot two. Um, so if you see somebody who's six foot two next to a geek in a wheelchair with an electric wheel on the front of it... Are you going to be wearing your McLaren, your, your kind of your papaya uh, cap? I might go head to toe papaya. Right. Because I'm not sure. I don't which... know how I'm going to do the trousers papaya. You have to buy some when you're there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what I'm going to be what I'm going to be wearing. It depends on the temperature. Yes, this is very true. Last time I baked because it was so hot. Probably I've got I've got a, a, a white Mercedes um, shirt. See, I have well, a I've white got, McLaren got, shirt. We go all white. Yeah, I've got I've got other Formula One T-shirts though. I guess it depends on the temperature. And I've got lots of caps. But then I might yeah. do I do I wait and do I get a buy a, a cap? A, buy a cap when I'm there. 
Decisions, decisions. Mm. I don't know what. Um, I'll so, probably, I'll probably end up buying a cap, even if I've got one on. Are you looking forward to your Latifi T-shirt that I'm going to buy you? Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> Can it say Latifi twenty-one out of twenty? My friend Andy really likes you. Would you sign his cap? I might write that letter. That's, we'll see. that's my job we'll this week. Is I mean, if you, if, you, if you get me, and if, if you get me. A, a, a t-shirt signed by any driver I'd, I'd wear it if I said to you Andy I've got a driver I'd to wear sign a, I'd wear a, Ma- a Mazepin t-shirt if you signed it no yeah of course I would uh, maybe in, not in public but <laughs> <laughs> wear it in a laundry where I'd wash it <laughs> and that's Stewie the cat um, so yeah uh, this time next so yeah if you're going to be at Silverstone let yeah. us know and we'll, uh, we'll see you there yeah